0: About the scientific thing. I think really helping because what it, re- it, it, it it it's the same thing as the spiritual side, but it explains it in a more scientific way that that, that, that there is a your mind, there's a super conscious, a subconscious, a connection to the universe inside uh, that that you can actually connect to if you bypass your conscious state, uh, which is like uh, the conscious brain, which is.
1: Uh, and and the, in, the, the intentional state, you mean, the the, the state of intent—the kind of conceptual
0: mind, the the, uh-huh. the superficial mind, which is kind of just has two or three percent power apparently, yeah. but really controls the whole being. Uh, you, you know, uh, through its, uh, through its kind of like all the concepts and, and ideas
1: and, and up conditions picked up and the personality mm-hmm. and the superficial thinking and the, the life as it's perceived, yeah, through the conditioned mind, and so that's on. correct. Yeah. But the subconscious is is, is is like a universal kind of database that's yeah. got
0: every bit of information, and uh, miracles can happen from there. Uh, and a scientific study of this thing, you know, has, 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 has stated the same thing. A lot of these guys. It's with a similar kind of language to the kind of, uh, with, you know, the the Vedanta stuff, and all that, but it's much more of a scientific way. And I found a kind of unifying factor between the two. I, you know, I found, finally, I've, I found, okay, I've been looking into the spiritual stuff for so many years, and then now I'm suddenly I found something scientific, that's kind of, you know, kind of just, sounds, I don't know, seal sealed the deal a little bit, <laughs> you know, um, uh, so, yeah, so, so, I do feel that there's a certain kind of. Uh, so do you feel at the end of this that there are things you can control? Uh, yes. Um, um. To. Um. I believe so. Yeah. Not. Not. Not as a. I believe there's a power inside me. that's a connected connected to if you like God or whatever, and that can control things. That can make a real changes, and if yes. I connect to that, and if. if and if those two connect in the same frequency and the same, uh, then 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 yes, there is control. control. Um,
1: there is, you know, I, I can actually. Uh, can you go to that place and still retain your personal desire, identity, and wishes, and so on? Can you come to that place? Because that, what I realize is that that's the thing. You see,
0: the desires, those desires, actually coming forth from that, from the God. Itself, who wants to express its, uh, himself through his body. So a lot of desires are, uh, are, are those desires. All desires? No, but some strong ones uh, maybe are. Uh, well, I know they are, <laughs> because through, through the study of the, the Kabbalah I re, uh, Even the desires that, say, create pain for other people. No, not, uh, those, not those desires. No, okay. no, no. Creative desires, I mean, creative desires. Desire to create something. Let's say because everything was created by thought. first. Also, I realised the power of the imagination. There's one more thing I realised really strongly from this whole thing is that the imagination is a very strong uh, uh, power, and everything before it manifested in the physical uh, physical, uh, physical uh, domain uh, was imagined first. It's a very creative power, and and, and some have believed. Some of the books i read is that your imagination truly is. A, there's a guy called Neville Goddard. I don't know if yeah. you know, He's always a he was around in the thirties. He said, that "Imagination is, is a Christ within you. Jesus is, is human imagination is Jesus Christ." And he kind of like puts a lot of analogies, and, and he really explains it how everything in the Bible is to do is a metaphysical explanation of. It's a metaphor for
1: metaphysical explanation.
0: Yes, yeah, metaphor. That's right. Yeah, there's no. He's, he's saying that some of these things didn't exist. People didn't exist in those times. Mean, this is a. Uh, metaphors of, of 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 things and and, and actually, uh, well, I can't recite any of it off hand now, but it, it does make a lot of sense, um, and and I, and I did find out, but actually, and he says that if you, if you want something, you simply imagine as if you already have it,
1: and it'll come in, it, it come forth into experience. And the you who want something, it's only momentary, no? The thing that it wants, it's only momentary because. Even the you is not itself a permanent uh, composition. It's a sort of change. It's like an amoeba. The you is not stable. The you wants something because you wanted many things in life, and when you got them, you after a while you don't want them anymore, or your desires change, so But what, what the thing is, is is God is manifested in His body, in, or, or or the
0: universal or the the, 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 the universal power is is, yes. is manifested in in His body. In time and space, yes. and
1: uh, what is expressed express desires. Well, I would say that it's not just what to express these desires. I mean, there's something I say that the consciousness seems to create the sense of of a problem in order to have the experience of transcending the problem. Sometimes it creates a desire, then to to, to then discern whether this desire is good or not. It's so that it just produces a desire and says, OK, let's have it. Sometimes it produces the sense of a desire in order to exercise another aspect of its power, which is this power to discern whether this thing that is initially desired is a thing to to be had or to be let go of. You see. It has to use the power of discernment. It's not just, Desire something, have it. Because we know that we can have desires. Mm. And then you can want them, and when you have them, to produce very poor fruits, you know, even painful experience. True.
0: That's that, yeah. that's that's true. Yeah. Because uh, just because you get something that you want, it doesn't mean that it's the right thing.
1: So you could And we 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 have enough experience of that. Yeah. We have, we have had many things that we wanted. Some came easily. Some came with very hard work. But when you get them, even the thing that seemed like it's going to produce the greatest happiness. Mm. After a while, it doesn't produce that happiness. In fact, it doesn't produce any happiness. It's just that somehow we cease wanting it mm. when you get it, and in, in the, it's in is the relief from from the desire, which the desire in a, in a sense, frustrates us. It's it's very addictive, but when you get the thing, then at least that desire has to drop because now you have the thing. And the falling away of the desire. This is what Ramana was saying. Actually, it's very beautiful. When the, when the, the cessation of the energy of desire mm. produces the feeling of relief, and we enjoy that relief as though it is the it is the joy that is coming from the thing that we desire, as well too. Because you can see that that is pure imagination. You know, I really desire to have this particular glass, mm. for instance. Okay, and. Say my grandmother had a glass like this. It's really I've always wanted it because for me, that is my strongest memory. Is her drinking out of this glass, or every night she put her teeth in that glass, or whatever it is, and I really value that. Mm. Then finally, I get this glass, and I'm I'm just completely full of joy because you know it I, because I'm satisfying all my imaginations and projections about it. And I finally have the thing that really means so much to my grandmother to me. But you brought that thought into your experience, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, it it developed inside me, the thought. Right. With my cooperation. Then the the glass is brought here. And then I find that Muji also has six of those glasses here. You bring this glass around with you. I've got six of those glasses here. We all have some orange juice in the glasses. And somebody's taken all the glasses inside the, 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 the kitchen. And wash them all together, and they all are identical. You don't know which one is your grandmother's glass anymore. Mm. For instance, okay. Now, the glass in itself, the grandmother's glass, doesn't know it's my it's grandmother's glass. It doesn't have any sentiment towards your grandmother or anything. It's just a glass, mm. and they are identical. You cannot tell any difference between that and the other the other six glasses.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, mm. but to you, your mind, it makes a tremendous difference that you get the right glass. The glass doesn't mind. Muji doesn't mind. Only your mind minds, because it's made a particular sentiment about a particular glass, which you can say it is that particular glass. On one level, you can say, but that is a particular glass, and it's very important that he finds that particular glass for one reason—to satisfy his own sentimental, you know, uh, attachments or something like this. Mm -hmm. So, you can see how much the mind is involved in in that. You know, that it is not a a logical satisfaction. I mean, the glass is there. You could say you could take anyone. But most people would say, no, that wouldn't be satisfying. I need to discover exactly the one I came with. For for me, that is hugely conceptual, Mm. sentimental, and that's where the value of it is, in fact, like that. Now, if one of the glasses broke, I said, Oh my God, it broke one of the glasses. I, I hope it's not my grandmother's glass. I said, No, it wasn't. The grandmother's glass is this one. I put it over here. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they give you meaning and context and recognition again. It may not be the same glass, mm-hmm. but again, it reinstates the importance and the, the uniqueness of that glass. You take it through and put it in your bag. And you may continue with that glass for the next 40 years of your life. Thinking this is the same glass I took from my grandmother. It may or may not be. You see, this is, so. Mind is a very, very unreliable uh, field. But which mind are we talking
0: about? The conscious mind, or the or, or, or super conscious mind? Which is well, both,
1: both, both, But I mean, the super conscious mind is not personal. Okay, let's put put it like that. The super conscious mind is not a personal mind.
0: But we have access to that superconscious or the superconscious mind can
1: be, can be well actually we can say that can we align? Can, 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 can? the superconscious mind is not in service to the ego Mostly we are identified with uh, the state of the ego. We don't like when we say that, but the fact is that's how we are. we love we have very strong preference mm. for the sense of individuality about this particular body about our particular Upbringing and so on—that's a very unique kind conditioning. We value that. But what, uh, what if
0: you go? What if you yes. go into a creative mode where you think that uh, um, I am anything I would like to, to be and express myself as, and I have the power. Well, it
1: depends on whether you can do that genuinely. You may feel you may do an exercise in that, but you're not able to retain that because it takes a while to develop in some way uh, an authentic, transformative. Uh, experience you know it's not that you have you may have a little what you may call a glimpse mm. you may have you know a fix or a shot or a dose but to retain uh, even I can you cannot retain you have to really have changed at a cellular level to then say that that that's what I am now you see the change has to may take over time to change it can happen very quickly also mm. but something must have triggered it in a very profound Way You may have to go through a crisis that tends to intensify, and uh, what I would say, not just intensifies the experience, but almost render the experience.
0: Mm.
1: You understand? Yeah. Rather than just You have a smell, and the smell is gone. It means that something at an organic level within you has changed, your whole outlook your inner environment, the atmosphere, the climate of your thinking, everything has changed now, and so you become that thing. But you cannot just say, If I just did this exercise, will I become that? No, I don't think so. We have to say at the same time, at the root, we are that.
0: Mm.
1: you understand? But that may not be your experience. Our experience, what we may confirm as our experience, honestly, is going to be your daily familiar experience, the way in which your your favourite idea of yourself or how you are habituated to think about yourself. That may what be what is registered in your mind as who you are. And you cannot just jump out of that, because that is a, a rehearsed identity that keeps growing and strengthening over time like this.
0: So, what, when you, if you drop every single belief about
1: who you are, you cannot. You cannot. It has to be, I would say that it can happen through grace uh, and through education and through exercise and through contemplation and through meditation and through the grace and guidance of a teacher who has themselves done that, can help you to reach that state much more quickly and authentically within yourself. But to just say, it's like today, I was talking with uh, two of my, what you may call like students, let's say like this for the moment. Mm. They are in a relationship, and they are struggling within their relationship, on some level. Mm. And they are taking a trip together, which I've asked them to take. But they are going to be together intensely for the next two days, in a very close contact, because they are driving together in a, in a, in a vehicle. Mm. And at the moment, they're finding uh, the relationship challenging. And one of them said to me today, you know, so you know, should I just drop it? Should I just give it, give it up? All this relationship and all of these things. And I said, no, you can't. You're not mature enough to just drop things.
0: Mm.
1: It takes a certain maturity, a certain strength of character, to drop the things that are sticky for you your attachments, your fears, your insecurities, you cannot just drop them. So what I would prefer is that you continue to look at them and and to confirm that you are actually looking at them and the very fact that you're looking at them makes them phenomenal for you. So that they cannot be absolutes, they cannot be facts, mm. they are just sort of phenomena arising in you. And thereby recognize that you who perceive the phenomena are you also phenomenal? Because this type of questioning really is so powerful at really clarifying at a cellular level within our being the distinction between yourself and your mind. You understand? At the bottom of all of this, the mind and the self they meet and they are one, they are the same root. Mm. But at the flowering, part of our being in the branches and the leaves there's differences there and you must know the distinction between the flower the leaf you know the branch but all
0: the, but all that the fruit is the mind the perception and, and the crea- it's all created in the mind first right and then the flowers no
1: you may say that thought energies do arise from the self yeah take shape in the mind.
0: Because the thought is creative, it's the only creative power.
1: I don't know if the thought are themselves creative. I think that it is the consciousness that is identified with thought that sort of has a creative power through its relationship with thought. I don't think thought in themselves create. A thought is not a living thing. A thought is only a kind of an appearance energetically that has the 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 potential the capacity to be turned into something else, but the the thought doesn't turn itself into something else. Like a thought doesn't think itself; it only but, sort but, of manifests. But, but energetically,
0: there is something in that a thought can. Uh, I um. Like this, thing explain this one book explains is It's like there is there is a, there is something out there, right, and a. a a formless substance that permeates the whole universe, yes, and a thought uh, at a certain level put into the substance right uh, will will manifest now obviously though, i don 't know how the process of that works but yeah. but that thought has to be a certain kind of uh, I don't know, the way you think. Well,
1: we can look already, we have sufficient evidence mm. because all our actions, and you can say everything that's surrounding us, for instance, in this room,
0: mm.
1: I think you will agree because I think you were hinting at that earlier, that everything that you see in its tangible expression at the moment was thought of first. Was, yeah, it first appeared as thought or yeah. imagination. Yeah. And then what, what? many things appeared as thought that didn't become actualized into. Into actual entities, or not entities, but into objects. But that's because some I'm, intention was there, yeah. an intention was there, mm. an urge was there, you may say like this, mm. that then brought the thought from an abstract mm. uh, manifestation yeah. into a concrete manifestation, like that. Yeah. But we have sufficient evidence like that.
0: So it says that the, the, the thought is sustained and kind of. Uh
1: Yes. St- if you are going, if you are trying to say if the thought is strong enough, if we're single minded enough about the thought yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. can you
1: not bring that thought intentionally into into into, into a physical form. state. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes you you can. But right. really is the human mind so singular. In its concentrative power,
0: but this is apparently what all the, all the the geniuses of the world and and, and, and and have done to introduce certain things to the world through science. And
1: no, many of what you may call the genius the, the discoveries were not something that they made. They sort of they sort of happened. What happened is that the genius didn't think anything genuine. Actually, what they were obsessed with a certain thing.
0: They had a, a that,
1: that shaped and colored. The, the Their abilities, it, it directed their abilities somehow. Mm. But in a way, almost, they had to come to a place of no mind, they had to come to a place of complete emptiness, where the mind completely drops or relaxes, it loses its personal um, root or identity. Mm. And in that space, because previously there's a tension that's been created through intense interest then suddenly it relaxes in a space and then the thing that means sought for the thing that you're seeking mm. can then pop into the space more because it's empty enough for for it to manifest in its purest light and then it came as you may call like a spark of divine idea we can use this type of language if you want to
0: that's correct yeah.
1: and then you you may say aha so that's it, and then the rest becomes simple then, because it just it just, it's just experience of totally clear mind.
0: Let because you say that, it. that then the thing, then the process actually ha- happens automatically. If the thought is so powerful and sustained uh, uh, in this in this form of substance, then yes. everything happens conspires to to make it make
1: it appear. It can do not necessarily that it may come into. Into form, it, it will depend upon whether the intention behind it is a personal motivation or uh, uh, a universal expression. You understand? If it is a person's intention, but why, why can't it be person? Because why is it not that
0: the manifestation of God within the person? You
1: can say that the person is also manifestation of God, but somehow when God manifests as a person, let's say as a person.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: it can It can imbue within that personal expression a sense of a very strong egoic identity, meaning that the the personal mode of consciousness mm. is very much selfish self indulgent self centered in a psychological way in an egoic way, or the person so to speak can be more of an empty vessel through which the universal expression acts without intrusion without personal intrusion, in which case I would call it a pure action mm. when when the universal uh, force expresses through the very through the kind of personal mode mm. it's a little bit like moving in sludge it's a bit more heavy it's a bit more of a heavier movement right and there's something so wise in that. Mm. Is that when consciousness manifests as ego, mm. its manifestations and its expressions tend to be much more clumsy, and more, more heavily burdened. In a sense, it has to be so because the whole expression or movement of consciousness in its totality mm. is a movement towards harmony, not towards conflict. The person seems to be in isolation like you would imagine a wave having its own identity and its own sense of autonomy, and believing that it can just choose to go where it will. Whereas it can't, because each movement of even a wave has the total ocean under it. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, we come to see that there is no individual in this, in the way that we imagine. Mm -hmm. That if you come to understand that the individual is only a notion, it's only an illusion, and in fact the individuality is the universality In fact, acting, but once you come to that understanding, you're no more, you know, giving value to the personal identity. You know, it's not like a selfish reason for something to, to happen.